Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's about nothing. It's about nothing. I just want these guys to know you got another thing coming, bitch. I'm still around. Then, boys, it's been a minute. One day late, as always. I mean, three days we didn't record. How's your weekends? Busy. Yeah. And that's why we're on a Monday recording and releasing <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> Yo, so we got busy, man. Everybody's out of their cave. COVID. COVID is canceled. COVID is down. It's done now. Everybody is going to everything in big numbers, and it's kind of want yes. another lockdown just to bring life back to normal. I feel like it's brewing. I do feel like it's brewing. There's been talk of uh, people getting lockdown sick at a, at a wedding and stuff like that. So not lockdown, but I think COVID is going to make a comeback. Robbie's feeling yeah. that it's going to be just like that. Uh, pa- was it? Was it like gangster Pasha Beans? What? What? Not Pasha Beans. The BC gangster man. Fuck. Why am I dragging blank? This podcast is being done so late at night. I can't even think straight right now. It's not that late. But it's, it's what? Late. It's 11.05, bro. It's late for yeah. me. This is late for me. Is it? Bindi yeah, Johal, yeah. not Pasha Baines. Bindi Johal. <laughs> Ooh, whoa, I was... One second. Who is Pasha Baines? Pasha Baines is a basketball player <laughs> from BC. Oh, and Bindi Johal is a gangster from BC. There we go. Always coming back. All right. Full circle. All named from BC. Oh, All BC, guys. I... All related. <laughs> uh, and Bindi Johal, when he's like, and you thought I was done, motherfuckers. I see. Okay, I get the reference right? now. Yo, I was at COVID. a, I was at a, a party. My sister-in-law got engaged, and yeah, I had to yeah. do the. Uh, oh, Love. thank you. I had to do the babysitting. Uh, I thought this guy was about to say I was about to do the DJ, and I'm like, do you even know how to work a friggin' <laughs> MC? <Or> MC. <laughs> no, uh, I had to, I had to, to take care of my kids for the first time. You know, wife, congratulations family. Congratulations so on parenting. Yeah, I, I was my stepping up as a father, doing my uh, my duty. Man, worst <laughs> duty. worst experience ever with two kids. Man, that's hard. <laughs> I never, never, I never used to notice other parents. Now I'm like, man, I feel you. And I was thinking, like, I shouldn't have just, I should just stay home. I needed oh, your like, service. I could have just, could have just live streamed it and sat at home. FaceTime. So you were taking care of kids at the hall. You were like in charge of the kids. Yeah, at the yeah, hall, yeah. Well, I want, I want. Look, I wanted my wife to enjoy. It was her, oh, okay. her family, obviously. So. I said I take care of him, and I had her a, a plan. Her family. Oh, See, she doesn't listen. <laughs> See, I had a similar uh, uh, situation. My, my, my yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna stick to my guns. Her family. <laughs> and uh, well, basically, what happened is, you know, taking care of the kids, I made a a decision to well, we'll go home early. But man, I, I I did not anticipate. That's a lot of work. It is. Did they, did it's a lot of work taking what? kids out of hall. If you're at home, my, you my, have home field advantage. That's what exactly. I do. Exactly. I let my, my wife go to the hall, and I kept them at home. Yeah, I I my daughter this. was my, my my daughter was generally okay, you know, running around doing her thing. My son was off the wall, man. He just turned two, so it gives you a frame of reference. And he was all over, you know, the, okay. the the couch or the stage, and running here, running there, crying this and that. And then, the, you know, to be honest, with the loud music, it's not a good combination, right? So, you know, he had seen the end of it. But I was thinking, man, man, if Everybody has these like booths set up, right? Like they got the spinning camera, they got the photo booth in the back, they got a Golgotha stand. Why didn't someone make like a daycare or a cage? That, no, no, like a cage. So... <laughs> like I'm, like you're take my money. I was at. I, a... need, I need. I need ten minutes. Just ten minutes. I was at a banquet hall party. Uh, this was pre-COVID, and the couple. I wasn't the couple organized it, but the couple's immediate family who had children were like they were serious parents they weren't like the you know so what they did was they had like a room set up in the hall at the far back corner uh, yeah and they had uh those baby uh what the fuck why am i drawing a blank on this basically baby huh i need that i need something man i I don't have any i'm out uh they had playpen set up (laughs) they had playpen set up for kids that's pretty that's pretty in the back that's 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 cool once i found out about the playpen rule Room, I'm like, yeah, I just brought my kid there, put him in for a little bit, hung out with the kids for a while, and I was like, this is a dope yeah, thing. Why all halls should have this? How how sad are we? We're getting impressed by play pens in a in at a, a banquet with, hall, in a room at a banquet hall. Like, yeah, I just don't take my kid, man. I yeah. uh, wait until you have to, wait till you have two, my friend. Two is different. <laughs> yeah, but like your your daughter's old enough, man. She can 
Oh she yeah, really? Out. Yeah, sure. I'm sure she's well behaved. She's <laughs> on her mother. Oh yeah, she went on her mother. Oh, well, it was good. Man. I was even thinking of ideas like you know your kids in there. They all have like like tag numbers, and you remember at restaurants when the buzzer goes off, like you know, the attendant just buzzes you. Like yeah, you got to come back get your kid. I'm like all right, gotta go back. It'd be great, great service. What you're, what you're talking people, about? People is, would pay. It reminds me of IKEA. You know you're at IKEA. And IKEA, have, like, yeah. <laughs> I would that's do. That's what it. you got in a heart in a heartbeat. I feel like that's a up and coming service. If only we knew people in the wedding business, we could uh, pitch them this idea. <laughs> I think we know everybody in the wedding business. Crazy. Yeah, weddings are insane. They just keep getting wilder and wilder. So, something I learned today. This is I learned about it this week, and then it made sense in like retrospect. Is in our days, back in my days, we had our mania. We had the night that our boys kind of came out right before the wedding. Nothing big. It wasn't even announced. It wasn't put on any cards. It's just like, yo, we're just hanging out my house. Reach if you want. And then we had our wedding. And I guess mm. for some people, they did a bachelor party, whatever. That was kind of, But the bachelor party was kind of like you didn't really announce again. It was just something you and your boys did. Now, do you guys know about the jersey party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a big thing. Do you know about I don't know about that. I'm old. It's like before the Maya... You do a jersey party where everyone comes rocking jerseys. Any jersey just, you want. Yeah. So but it's, it's, just like an, a, it's just an, is it another excuse to drink? Me party, I'm okay yeah. with that. It's a goat yeah. meat party. That's fine. Oh, that's cool. Okay, all right, yeah. Pretty just, goat meat party before the Maya, before the real uh, formal goat meat party. Just another reason to get your boys together without their wives and families. and. No, no. I mean, know. at this point, you shouldn't have boys. Most of your guys, I guess there are most. Yeah, okay, fine. Boys with wives. What? What were you going? Where are you going with that? You shouldn't have boys that come out without their wives. Me or him? You're talking about him. Me? Him. Oh, no, I was like most. I was kind of wondering, like, how many of your boys are married at that point? But I'm like, yeah, I guess they would be. No, I, what I meant is like a boys' night. Like you get together boys with your night. boys. You, yeah. you may go me. You wear your jersey. Ha ha ha. Yeah, whatever. You're not like looking around and saying, "Oh, it's a family event. Come on, come on, kids. Let's wear your jerseys. No, uh, let's so go to Uncle's goat meat party." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did not know this was a thing. Blew my mind that this was actually. And then I started thinking, like, oh, that makes sense. Why so and so on their Instagram, everyone was wearing sports jersey. Oh, and then I'm like, this is actually a trend. This is what people do now. Yes, yeah, been happening for the last few years. I, I've seen it during COVID too. Actually, it was I, after my wedding. Yeah, I'm completely. I've never even seen it. So. Yeah. Yeah, things. I'm just happy we start sending you WhatsApp videos now, so you're not behind by two weeks. <laughs> But yo, isn't that too much money for a wedding? Like you just upped your alcohol consumption and like your dinner rate of like feeding people by an extra day. That's a lot of money. Yeah, but it's also like it's it's not like high frills, you know, meals. You're it's non and go, and and a lot of booze. But it's literally non and go. It's half the part, half of it. The experience of making it is part of the experience. So, but Shinda, I mean, to be fair, who? You're trying to put a, a a budget analysis on Indian weddings. That's your first mistake, and none, none yeah. of it makes sense. You know, none of it makes sense. So <laughs> do whatever you want to, man. Have some fun. Uh, down yeah. payment money. <laughs> uh, I mean, nowadays it's not even a down payment on a basement. What? Um, yeah. So weddings hit six figures, right? Yeah, weddings more, six more. Figures. Uh, yeah, could be more. No, seven. Could I get there? In our little lifetime. Off. No, I'm, I'm sure, like, sure someone has, but yeah. no. Beyonce. No. The brown Beyonce will do it. Um, but yeah, that kind of blew my mind. So learning new things about weddings all the time and then just trying to keep up with the Joneses and kids. And I'm old, man. Fuck. Yeah, I also yeah. realized that the people getting married now are the people who were born when I was finishing university. So that kind of throws me off, too. <laughs> yeah. That's a huge right. gap. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, no. Like, holy shit. <laughs> so, like, welcome it, to the three old guys podcast. <laughs> I've been, uh, I've been noticing is, is the, I guess, the fashion style more toned down now after COVID at weddings and wedding events, or is it still like pretty peak? Everybody comes out. On, what do you mean by fat? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, like uh, is it more like, I don't know. Before there was like a big thing of like having you know crazy glitzy suits and whatnot, but I think it's still there, down. man. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I went to an engagement. It was. It felt like a wedding. Is that because people right. are sitting on these clothes for a couple of years and they didn't get to wear them? <laughs> it's 
like, yo, I got this. Got a backup. Uh, no, I don't know. No, I think it's the opposite. I think because they haven't had an event in a long time. Uh, you know, more of a reason to get dressed up. But, uh, man, I hate I hated it. I, I hate dressing up, man. I was like, want to get home and change it to my T-shirt as soon as I could. So, yeah, it's too much for me, man. You know what I, I noticed? I was, uh, I'm in groups with young people talking about their weddings. And you guys are dropping all the suits. And I remember back in our day, uh, getting custom tailored suits for your events was just becoming a thing now. People stopped going to Moore's. Previous generation was Moore's. Our generation was, all right, I got a tailor. Um, I know Randy's laughing because he's like, yo, I used to get, oh, I have a dharji in India who used to do 12 suits for the price of one. Um, That's sick. Right? No, I don't really. Yeah. He's like, well, not 12, it was six, but let's be let's keep it believable. Um, I was in this group, and these guys are just dropping their tailors. Like, yo, I got, I know this guy, I know this guy. Yo, don't cry to this guy. He ruined two of my suits. And I'm just thinking, but like, oh, but, but, do, but do, do their professions match that they should be spending? I don't know, is it 1200 now for a custom suit? Am I, is that a fair? No, but these yeah. guys are talking about getting like but, suits done for 400 bucks. No, so let, let me tell you. Let me tell you oh, what, is it? That's a, a lot of, a lot of guys have popped up uh, in the last like five to seven years. And what they do is they'll take your measurements, they'll send it out to their guy in like Bangladesh, India, or Thailand. Thailand, yeah. Yeah. And then they'll mail over the suit, which they just adjust in house. Okay. I mean, that's so, what I did with Indochino. The same, same a, concept. Yeah, same concept. Same concept. But same concept. They do, they do this thing called like pasting. It's fucking okay. horrible. What's that? There's a, a canvas, okay, that that the suit is made around. That so there's a canvas, and then you're supposed to stitch around it, okay, to make a suit proper. Yeah. But instead of doing that, like the the cheap hack to make this quick and and painless and cheaper is just you have a canvas and you glue the fabric on. <laughs> so it's literally pasting. Yeah, it's pasting. Mm. Okay. okay? So that's how these suits are are, are being made uh, cheaper, and they're all the same. Like all these guys that you talk about, they they take on orders that they can't really satisfy because they're at the mercy of whoever's out in like Thailand, Bangladesh, and India, and their schedule. Right? They're not devoted to one person. So they're not uh, they're not actual tailors. No, they're not tailors at all. Yeah, yeah. If you put a, if you put a piece of fabric in front of them, and it's not like was it Savio Roll or whatever Savio Roll or whatever it is. Seville Row. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I forgot the name in London. Yeah. Like that's like tailors, right? So yeah. Um, I I don't know, man. I can't bring myself to spend that much on a suit. I mean, people just drop. I don't. I mean, I don't uh, wear them as much. I don't have that much many events to go to, so maybe my perspective is different. But yeah, but girls, man, they're dropping like. I see what my wife spends on suits. It's yeah, okay. <laughs> and only gonna wear it once. Only once. That's the only thing about girl suits is you can't wear them twice. But yo, what's your opinion on suits? Should everyone have to wear a suit? Like not not Punjabi suit. I'm talking about if you are a lawyer, do you have to wear a suit these days? Well, you have to when you go to court. It's actually a rule. Um, really? Well, well I mean, worse. There used to be more hectic than that. You had to wear robes. All right. There you um, go. There we go. Um, no, but there was the. I don't know if you guys knew about this guy. There was a city councilor. Who decided, you know what, fuck the suit. And he showed up casually to city council. And he's like, wearing a suit, wearing flip-flops doesn't really impede my ability to like pass laws and listen to his constituent complaints. And then his fellow his fellow counselors try to like shame him and pass like uh pass a rule that you had to wear suits when working in council chambers and stuff. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, mean, I mean, there is a there is a degree of professionalism that you need to bring to your job. And if, you know, I mean, you might not think so, but if I showed up in flip-flops and a tank top and you wouldn't want to come to me, I mean, that's just the truth. No, it's right? not. Come on. If you, you think any... If you, as long as you're clean and you're okay, not... Here's, here's a simple question. Why do you wear a suit to a, a wedding? I don't. No, people do. Let's just... There's, there's a standard <laughs> of... And you do wear a suit a, a, wedding. Yeah, you do wear a suit. I mean, suit. I, I wear dress pants and stuff just because... Just like you Why? wear like... Why? Uh, Why don't you wear shorts? To, to I, would yeah. love to wear, I would love to be able to just walk everywhere in shorts. I go... <laughs> oh, 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 why don't you? That's the question. You know, the question you posed. Why don't you? Why? I, 
I wish we could. I don't because of societal pressure. And now I guess what I'm arguing is, should that societal pressure exist? There's there's a question. Yes, it should exist. The Yo, routine this, and keep for the same reason For the same reason, there's, yeah. some, there's some level of decorum that certain places hmm. demand, okay? Um, if it's uh, out of respect or out of tradition, you can pick which one you're going to adhere to. But wearing a suit to you know, city council, if that's your position, or a suit to the office, or a chola to the gurdwara, uh, it's all with the same underlying principle. Like, why would you? It's there's people who are crazy about bonnet who'll always wear it, no matter what. It's the same underlying principle. There's some decorum, respect you you associate with, um, you know, something you respect, and you show that respect by how you dress. That's a, that's a one way to look at it. Yeah, I can agree to some of that. It's, I a guess physical man it's a physical manifestation of your respect. So if you come looking like a bum to your job where you're supposed to represent people and be part, an integral key part of democracy, a core foundation of our society, well, then wear a fucking suit. Look at this guy going full litigator, dropping the inflection. Shindo's uh, <laughs> like, Shindo's like, I just want to wear shorts. <laughs> Look, yeah. I've been blessed enough that the field that I chose, it's kind of like, oh, no. I remember wearing a suit to one of my job interviews early on in my career, and then people laughed at me like, uh, bro, you're overdressed. I was like, oh, okay. And then learning quickly. But I mean, one thing, you're not really a – I mean, you do have meetings, but your job doesn't entail you being face-to-face -face constantly or, or you know – uh, being in the public technically your work is your work you do your work on the computer and that's fine you might have a meeting here too i mean but there's a reason why even on zoom calls people dress up right maybe only from the jacket. top down oh. maybe just from the top down but they're still dressed up right so if, um, if, a, if a guy in in shorts and a and a wife beater who happens to be a doctor walks up to you and says yeah bro you have cancer so you got six months you're gonna get a second fucking opinion there's a guy in a white suit or a white jacket is standing right next to him and he disagrees, you're going to fucking believe him. <laughs> the guy in the fucking white beater might be more qualified, but you're going to believe the guy in the fucking white. I, and, and I, have, I have experienced that personally. Like I've gone too casual, maybe like a golf shirt. And I do get a different reaction if I'm wearing a, a tie or, you know, a little bit more formal. People do take you more seriously. Now, is that right or wrong? Fine, that surely you can argue, but it has been ingrained into our mindset through our programming from the past that we do equate uh, professionalism with the way you look. So, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, you should look. He was ridiculous, that guy. He looked like he was going to the beach, all right? If you were wearing like a, 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 you know, a polo and some jeans, fine. You know, you can you can argue that, but. Yeah. What if he was representing a beach's riding, like the riding was on the beach? He's still he not at the beach when he's at fucking <laughs> city council, though. <laughs> I mean, I gotta, I'm down with this counselor, man. I'm like, yo, just wear what you want, be comfortable. As long as you get the job done, who gives a shit yeah. what you do? I mean, so, but, 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 by the same token, then, then the fucking MP from fucking Nunavut should show up in a parka, right? And be sitting in the House of Commons with fucking gloves on in a parka and then fucking saying and talking. Hold on. No, no come on. Let's, let's, it's silly. Why are you forcing them to wear a parka? What type of racism is this? Because he's in a fucking cold climate. Yeah, but he's choosing not to. He's choosing to dress however he wants to dress. If he chose that he wanted to come in uh, parka and, you know, moose, what, moose knuckle jacket? I mean, go ahead. I was talking about I, just I, the regular parkas that you see on fucking anywhere in Canada. I, I, <laughs> I think there's a, there's, there's a distinct difference. Look, there is this whole, like, I guess you want to call the tech field. The guys like Steve Jobs and other guys, they wear kind of what they want. Mark Cubans, they're not wearing suits and stuff like non-traditional. I mean, that's a different type of sector. But in my public sector, police officers, you know, fine doctors, or whatever other professional I might be, lawyers, uh, yeah, I'd, I don't want them looking like, uh, you know, they're on vacation uh, and they still haven't got off it. Like, you know, it's just a, the, the way you look to scream how professional you are. And unfortunate as it is, you could be the best uh, politician in the world. Doesn't matter. Right? It's just what it is. So. You got to dress up, Shinda. Sorry. casual, not I rolled out of bed and showed up to work. I put a hat on. That was a picture. <laughs> <I put a laughs> on. Um, a weekend bug, as they call it. I mean, I show up to the podcast dressed in like this, but I'm going to say, you know, I was supposed to be at a Jersey party. I opted to 
act my age and do a podcast instead. Fair enough. <laughs> and I was on Peloton. Were you? Oh yeah. No. No, you just hold shirt. on. Hold on. Is that a black shirt? Yes. And a black hat. Black hat. Black hat. Wow, your camera's messed up, man. All right, yeah. moving on to professionalism. Talk about professionalism. Recently, not recently, but last week while we were shit in the bed, not recording a podcast, the city of Toronto said that six security guards aren't professional because of their beards and they need to cover up. Actually, they used the COVID policy saying... COVID. Uh, due to... COVID. Due to, yeah, they due to the lack of... firm-fitting mask. Due, uh, due to their beard, they were not able to form a protective seal with an N95 mask. Therefore, they could be at a risk if there is a outbreak, uh, in particular to COVID, thereby deeming them to be not uh, capable to work unless they shave. And if they were keeping their beard, then they would obviously, they which they tried to, was fire them. Uh, this was the city of Toronto, right? So city the city of Toronto. of Toronto passed it on to their vendors, who they give con- their contractors, who they hire out for security. The contractors said, listen, the city of con- Toronto contract means too much for us. Y'all out. And if we can't, unless you, we'll try to get you other jobs. If we can't, it is what it is. Peace. Uh, as soon as this got reported to the WSO, WSO was like, hey, y'all remember us? And city of Toronto was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, that thing, that that's totally not true. Uh, whoever said that misinterpreted what we wrote, let's, uh, you know, quickly, they hit that edit undo button real quick. Uh, they passed the memo on to their contractor saying, bro, that's not what we meant. Tell WSO you're lying. Uh, and that shit got undone real fast. The city said, we're sorry. We're going to rehire all those people. Every MP, uh, including PP, you know, stood on the thing and said, that's stupid. Everyone, everyone agreed. It was a universal win. It was such an easy open and shut thing. Only people holding the mud there was the city who the contractor said, it's the city who told us this the city saying, nah, man, the contractors misinterpreted this. Rehire those uh, security guards right now. Thoughts? So I guess like it's done. It was over, you know, pretty quickly. Um, and my real question is, is how the fuck does this policy come around in 2022? Like, that in itself is the real conundrum. Like, fine, yeah. Obviously, this is something that would get destroyed uh, right away as soon as it hit the media, which WSO, you know, was smart to make sure it got out there. I mean, I'm assuming they did. I don't know if they actually did, but just presumption. Regardless, what the fuck was whoever the bureaucrat was in City Hall thinking that this was okay? It was so out of the way to make such a policy that, like, there has to be a story behind it. Someone literally out of the way to piss yeah. off a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Knowing it I, would I, cause a huge backlash, and I, and I just want to know what the fucking goal is. I mean, that's I, I would I would agree with the sentiments. I mean, things like this don't get passed by one person. It's gone through many levels. You know, it's not like it was one set of eyes that made the decision. It's always gone through approval, but. Um, yeah, I mean, and and at the timing of it, I mean, we just announced that we got to get rid of masks, and this whole policy is based on a mask. And I think it was the timing even more so. You know, if it's the start of COVID, sure, we can uh, publicly have an argument. Now, really, and uh, everything we know with 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 COVID and transmission, um, yeah, I I, I don't know. I mean, I share your sentiments as well. How did it even get this far before someone said, hey, let's pump the brakes. Let's take a look. This doesn't sound right, you know? And uh, even the security companies, it's not like they kicked up uh, a storm either and said, hey, you know, these are, we can't do this to our employees. This needs to be looked at. They just proceeded to fire them, which is weird. Well, the security company is a fucking capitalist fucking entity, right? I know, but it's a. It's, I'm not going to hold about. them to the fucking moral high ground. No, no, but I mean, as it, it got so far that you know, someone didn't say, "Hey, let's take a second and breathe and take a look what the hell's going on." Uh, but that's a big L for Toronto, <laughs> Toronto City Council, it, whoever it, it is. It's they really just walked into a store, bought a gun to shoot themselves. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, they they paid the. 
went to great pains is what I'm trying to say to do something wrong. It's not like it was a slip. You think it was just you think it was just one rogue like worker who's just pissed off at Yeah. I think someone just said like I'm gonna do this. Yeah, yeah. it must have been something crazy like that. Like it has to have been. There's no other way to make any sense of this. Because like what doctors were fucking in the hospital like treating this infectious (laughs) disease. No one gives a fuck about them, but security guards at the fucking, I don't know, whatever uh you know city building they can't have a they can't work have, they, re- have they have they indicated that they are going to have some kind of inquiry into how this actually got formulated or why it progressed to the level it did are they is anyone gonna do you think this the city's gonna turn around and say oh we're gonna do an investigation no, that's gonna no, it was a, it was such a edit undo we're sorry we don't know who did this every politician from the top down was like what w- hold on what did we it's just a, pass it's a, hold on it's a, spider-man cartoon everyone's pointing at one another like uh, so one thing about politics a lot of people i think the politician at the top a lot of times doesn't know what's getting passed he's just like all right this is what we need broad strokes on get this done a million things happened in between and I, like john tory i don't think john tory saw this and was like yeah man that's john tory like hold on what what did we just do Who, yeah. what what did i just vote on? I, I, oh no no i, I no, don't no. john john tory is not a stupid person like he, no, no, they're not stupid you people. Listen to them. Yeah. But there's a lot of uh, stuff that happens that uh, gets passed, that gets done, that you trust your staff that, or, you know, everyone around you, that it's, you know, they're going to be wiser to it. Oh, and now we lost Ranji. But the fact that this is the thing that kind of got through, I think, and the reaction from these politicians was, hold up, what, what just happened? Uh, yeah. It kind of surprised me that it got through. Who, who helped get it through? I don't know. Should we have an inquiry? I'd love to know which Patel signed off on this sometimes. Um, <laughs> right? Like, so, this well, is where my head goes. Just slipping the name in it. Yeah, look, a lot of times, because, and I'll, I'm saying this more from experience, not just trying to be all, I mean, I am crying a general brush. In the city of Brampton, when six were trying to pass a sick program on educating teachers and, like, giving them the resources for uh you know how to deal with six students what their history is here's some modules you can read and like learn more about sicky a lot of backlash came from internal uh you know very brahmanistic teachers who were kind of like no you know this is it's all indian we should we shouldn't have the sick one we should just have the general indian one and then we had luckily at that time we had sick counselors and sick teachers inside uh, the board who really fought for it saying no 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 this is a very sick student oriented education that we need to focus on because there are six students who are not covered by general indian syllabus or indian modules here's what we need harkirat singh who was a city who was a trustee at the time doing the one thing i didn't you know i'm like oh a trustee actually did something i don't know what trustees do but he as a trustee was able to help get this sick module introduced and implemented and they were just like yeah there was a lot of backlash internally by uh you know these uh counselor type peoples so that's where my uh, that's where my this thing getting passed by toronto getting passed in downtown toronto getting six security guards fired or making a fuss i'm like my first reaction is who in the consulate helped push for this so my uh I mean, that's interesting with the school thing. I just, you know, in the school thing, I don't think there should be any religion in schools. What do you, do you guys think that's a, uh, like, like no I don't think there should be nothing, zero. Like just, not, you just... should pretend like religions don't exist. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mean like that. I just don't think you need to, uh, learn about them. I mean, we only had, a, I'm from a high school. I remember the first time we actually, a religion course was in high school. It was like grade 10 or something like that. We never yeah. talked about religion in all elementary. Never came up, not once. I yeah. mean, Christmas, not as a religious thing, but as a reindeer and Santa Claus, but not in the essence of actually studying religions. I never studied religions when I was a kid. Did you guys? Well, I, I don't. I took we, the same grade ten, grade ten class. No, no, but pri- prior, prior to was. No. Did you guys? No. So this I isn't just, so much even about teaching religion or teaching the sick religion yeah. to students. It's a resource for teachers 
to understand oh, six students. Oh, okay. Right? Sorry, so I missed not, I misheard that. Okay. So this isn't a module right. to hey, let's help you educate your students on what uh, six years. It's it's helping it's, educate the teacher. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. Listen, you yeah. have six students. Here's something to learn about their faith a little bit and deal with what they might be going through or who they are. Here's why they keep their hair. Here's all these things so that you don't embarrass yourself in front of your student asking them dumb questions. And why? And why would anyone want to say no? See, that's yeah. So yeah, there was actually yeah, pushback. I, I, this. It was... that's, that's strange. Yeah, that's strange. And so that's why I say, you know, which person influenced this decision to bar uh, sick employees? I saw some anti-vaxxers, pro, more conspiracy types saying, well, this is what all you sick organizations fought for when you were banning, uh, you know, implementing your COVID rules and saying implementing your Gordora vaccination camps. This was the you guys brought it on by yourself, like man. No, that this is a whole different world. Yeah, no, I'm 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 gonna go on a limb and say instead of this is some big RSS conspiracy, um, or some government attempt to like attack the faith <laughs> or the faith group, I think it was just some dude who was pissed off. <laughs> that he got screwed by a guy. Yeah, weird. yeah. A, a, a recent driver in Brampton, and he had a bad experience. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, I'm gonna show these you. guys. I'm gonna show, or maybe, cool. maybe a security guard. Maybe a security <laughs> on the wrong side of a security guard. Who knows, right? What's cool is when I was at a, I was at the Jays game a few weeks ago. All the security guards working security were up and a. I thought that was pretty dope. I saw like a sing in a the model. downtown. I went all to Bebo Field. All sings running security. I, <laughs> I keep like, yeah, we guys. keep talking about it every week, but I'm telling you, man, we're we're t- we've taken over. Anytime I'm getting on or off the gardener, all you see is like the support farmers fucking stickers on a every sticker. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was in Niagara Falls yesterday. Holy moly, immigration! Man, I've never seen that many. Holy moly, uh, brown... immigration! <laughs> I've never seen that many. Uh, uh, Falls where you light... really see it because you grew up going there, and it's only going to. Yeah. Now it's like I was like, oh my goodness, now, what like, is? Oh, there's a gora. Oh, look, there's a gora. <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, it was. It the was. Plan uh, has sh- worked. It was. It was a shock to the senses, and uh, yeah, man, I no, I haven't experienced anything like that in a long time. I was shocked. I'm, I'm going this weekend. I'm, I'm excited. Fun, fun times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, moving on. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this video go viral. Uh, some people are saying that it's the thing, but basically Delhi police or state police are like, we caught the kill shoot killers of uh, Sidhu Musawala. And here's videos that we confiscated from their phone of them, like going to the shooting, kind of amping themselves up, flexing their guns, um, you know, and obviously that video gets leaked and then you get the, that's a little convenient. Are you pinning this murder on these people? Who, who are these guys? We don't know. So yeah. What were your thoughts on that video getting leaked? I don't really know what to make sense of it. It just looks like a bunch of kids posing with a bunch of guns um, and bullets. You know, kids here at that age, if they had access to guns and bullets like that, they would probably pose and pretend like they're gangsters too, right? So what did they really prove? It's like nothing. And, you know, this is India, which goes on a witch hunt because they feel this pressure to, you know, the police there feel this pressure to satiate the public demand for justice. So, you know, all every day you hear about some guy who gets locked up for almost nothing. Who knows? Maybe these guys are the assholes that fucking took out Sidhu and then, you know, fuck them. But they could just be, you know, Grivkar de Munde, you know, poor kids. And uh, they had uh, the unfortunate uh you know experience of dealing with the cops now because they made some videos uh, thinking they were cool and they sent to their friends and then yeah finger got pointed at them you think they're the killers you think they got the guys or do you think it's a setup i'll never fully be satisfied unless you see a video of some guy shooting him and he's the same guy who's you know in front of me on, on the pulpit at at uh, in in the courthouse, um, admitting to the murder, and this Rob. is all circumstantial bullshit. I have no idea who actually did it. Robbie, final thoughts on that, or it's 
I'm in the same place. I, I honestly haven't looked too much into it since the shooting, but I mean, con to conclusively say that they've found the killers, I mean, I do, would, will we really, really know who was behind it and unless they come out and fully admit it? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just sad, man. You know what it makes me think, though? Pins should really invest in uh, CCTV. They do, you man. There, there's CCTV footage. Yeah. Of... No, none of the shooting. They saw the car going by. Yeah, like I mean, really yeah. What I mean is really invest. Like every uh, single corner. Isn't that no different than like us putting up cameras everywhere in Brampton? Yeah, that's everybody puts a uh, camera on a house, right? How hard could it be? I mean, and surely it's cheaper in India as well, right? To get that tech. Yo, but come on, like, I'm no, no. I'm, I'm just I, saying. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I can see uh, a reason for a smaller pin to. want to do something like that and be more secure uh, they could do it i mean not every corner okay i mean you know what I, you know what i mean I'm like i mean just well i took you literally because because the... <laughs> most many houses there will have cctvs and stuff like that yeah it's pretty normal yeah. but not every single house and not every single corner has a camera um but it, what, it, what do you think it would deter a lot of the crime uh as no. it has in other countries no cameras don't deter shit here people yeah, steal what cars on like camera that? Yeah, in England, England they kind of do though. I mean, people I get caught in CCTV. Actually... No, I heard. It I would say do... so. I heard from okay. the trade-off, it doesn't really. I think England's a little different, or let's say China, where there are literally cameras everywhere. <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah that's okay. What I mean. And it's a police state because of that, where they can track your movement from the. time you step out the door to the time you committed your crime and went back to wherever okay so yeah. in that sense if you're gonna go all that way then that's a whole other story us in canada north america when we have like camera doorbells and maybe the odd camera in front of the house like that does fuck all yeah that's true right i mean Fair we enough. get a half our good whatsapp videos because of those cameras though what do you mean they do fuck all but like they don't they don't they don't do convictions and incarceration or um you know the recovery of stolen goods um or murders it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't equate to that or equal to that here and there it might it might lead to, if the if the crime is unless it, unless it, unless unless it, it right like they're not going to investigate a fucking but burglary. if but if you start having series of convictions based on that footage that itself wouldn't that be kind of a, uh, a deterrent, deterrent for actually doing the crime if, if it was more commonplace that you know Someone because it's very well, you might get caught on camera, and that kind of seals the deal, if you will, uh, in terms of your future and conviction. I mean, that's the way I would like fingerprints. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. mean, I mean, you know, just DNA, wear your DNA is wear your COVID mask and go commit a crime, and you're fine. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. Like unless, you're, completely... unless you're security, unless you're security guard in trouble. This is an interesting tangent we found ourselves on from like. Here's a shooting of here's a footage of Sidhu Musawalo too. We should all have just CCTV monitoring everyone. It's the podcast, my friend. Tis the podcast. <laughs> it's the, quite the quite the tangent this time. Um, you know, I've been on Instagram so much lately, and I've completely gone down like fatherhood, uh, Insta reels, like just dads. <laughs> I feel like I really find the so, funny ones so much right? so that you're sending it to all of us as well, and we we've yeah, realized I, that you're doing that as well. I send you the private ones, but I I think I get the good ones. I save you guys the hassle of looking through them. I find the ones Fair that enough. make me chuckle. I usually get a good response from them. I don't know if you guys have seen the real estate ones though. Have you gotten down to real estate? TikTok All day, man. Real... <laughs> My <Yeah>. last six months. <laughs> Some of these are cringe. There's one that you shared, Shinday, and um, I sent it to a buddy of mine who's a realtor out in BC. And I, I sent him a message like, LOL, don't ever do this, right? And he's like, hey, look, you're sending it to me. You're sharing it. You're fucking was... getting out of there. Yeah, I mean, fine. What, what was what was in the video itself? It was just was really, it? really bad dancing and really, really cheesy <laughs> dialogue. Here, shut the video for us. Come on. <laughs> so, for those who obviously don't have the video handy, and I don't know if I can superimpose it on us, uh, Google Blippy outsourcing his fuckery these days. It'll we probably retweeted it from our Twitter account. But basically, this is, I think he was an Indian real estate agent that, on top of things that kind of made it a little bit more cringy for me. Uh, and he's just walking. He's like, is the market hot? Balle, balle. And he do a little dance move, switch over to a stat. 
and then look at the prices you can get and then he just just doing all these like Fortnite dance moves and it was the wildest thing man i was just hey, we're, jumpy. We're, we're, it was. i mean to be fair we now are promoting him on the podcast so that's true to the I mean, three listeners to our three yeah. listeners Check we're going to share it so <laughs> but bro i've seen some really cringe shit out out there there was the one guy who got really popular he was like what day is it it's fucking Friday, and I'm going to close a deal today because I'm a hustler. And that's what you need to do. You need to get your basements up. You need to get your investment properties going. And if you don't know how, call me. I will help you figure it out. I was like, this guy's energy is toxic. Toxically. <laughs> this guy's got energy. This guy sounds like a fudu, though. I'm, like, so anti-hustle cultures to a point, though. Like, But this guy was just like... No, hus- hustle culture is okay when everyone's winning. Hmm. Right now, let's see what these videos turn into. And the uh, market obviously is taking a downturn. Uh, my best is a 23 year old giving life advice and business advice. And I think I sent you guys the guys like, Yeah, you should, yeah. you should buy yourself that Ferrari, you should buy yourself that Porsche. I'm like, This kid is so out to lunch and what a normal person lives their life like, but that's what they think success is, right? So, a few good, few good house closings, they made a couple hundred grand and. Yeah, that's it, man. man. You know, businessman, business. The real estate ones are really funny right now because some there's like such uh, opposite views that you get that you get hit with. Like, don't believe the fake news. Now our market's just as hot as it was in February. It's different. You need a realtor who knows the difference. Call me, Vivek Honestly, Sharma. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like it's like it's like spoiled food at a restaurant. And they've been caught, and now everyone's like, "No, no, our food's still really tasty. It's it's still the freshest food you can find." But it's like the whole world knows, no, it's it's expired. It's it's been a few weeks old. And look, they're salesmen; they have to do this this song and dance, and they're going to try to. But unfortunately, literally, con- it is literally now a song and dance. It is a song and dance, right? Yeah. And it's a it's an unfortunate. The unfortunate truth is, it doesn't. There are people who do rely on these professionals. Uh, for sound advice um so in in t- times like this when there is a downturn um you know where, where you just hear bye 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 it's always going up you know give them some sound advice uh, and if you can't stop acting like a financial genius businessman know it all and and yeah you know, my my what irks me the most is like why do they always have to show how wealthy they are have, have we not got past this in 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 sales culture like you know, the guy walks in the room, he's dressed in the nines and he has like a Rolex. Do we think he's like the best salesman? Is that, do you guys hold perceive up, it hold, that way? Hold up, hold up. Going back <laughs> to an earlier conversation we had. Didn't we just talk yeah, about no, that no, no, doctor no, in the no, white that's, coat? That's, that's the thing. That's a suit, not like showing, like I'm talking about like really bragging. Do you Body. trust a he's realtor about... with a Rolex or a realtor with no watch on? I trust a guy who's straight, straight talk, normal, straight talk, yeah. normal, straight talk. I don't want the whole, hey man, look at my, so hold car, on, you know, look at my car. You can, so you can ride my. Y'all bin. want, y'all want someone with substance, not one of these uh, showmen. Depending on the profession, yeah. Depending on the profession, it changes what I want. And a realtor that's really trying to charm me with how much money he made. Um, I think it's like, uh, yeah, a smoke show, you know, smoke and mirrors. We, uh, what I was getting at, I was just getting at, are we old enough that we read through that BS? It's BS. I'm there now. You know, so like, a realtor in flip flops shows up, gives oh you God. sound advice versus a realtor in a suit and a Rolex who gives you bad advice. Which one are you trusting? Neither. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go find the guy who, who yeah. doesn't do either. I need the middle. <laughs> yeah, I would probably. I agree with Robbie. I'd be like, okay, both these guys are whack. Let me find something better. They're bad choices. I gotta find something I'll, better. I'll take the polo shirt and jeans. Actually, you know it's a bad sign. So I, I know of some realtors. They're on vacation right now. They've been the gone for two ones. months. The smart realtors are on vacation. And and then when you see that, you're like, wait, summertime? You're taking vacations? Oh, that's a real sign that uh, things aren't going too well, right? So. Or that you're a good realtor. This time will actually read out. They've made their money. They just you could just tell it's not worth their time, right? This time will really weed out a lot of people who got on the market just thinking like, I'll get a listing and it'll sell itself, and I'll make some commission off it, right? So, 
I mean, look, we, we talk about this smoke show that people are selling, but at least they're trying to keep their job and doing something, right? Know, There's a lot of people here. that are just going to transition to a new job and they'll never come back. Um, and this this time will really show who's like an actual good agent and who's actually shit. <laughs> this is actually so, raised a good point, though. Um, like we're talking about literal song and dance and who's good and who's wrong. If a professional, so we've kind of talked about professionals in their suits and stuff. What about a professional who's active on social media and trying to embrace social media trends? Does that change your opinion on that professional? Depends. What do you mean by trends? Like, um, make, like if you're a politician making TikToks? <laughs> politician making TikToks. You as a politician, I'm take, not taking you seriously. If you're a lawyer and you have time to make TikToks, that defines itself. Yeah. If you're making kind of like, you know, like actual advice, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not, I don't, tic, I'm not on TikTok, but you're on Instagram. If you're, if, safe shit. Yeah, but if it's if it's actual advice and someone's just being informative, I mean, I don't. That's not cringe to me. Like if it's actual good advice, but not the making a rap about friend. like your service. No, that yeah, but that yeah. you have too much time, right? You know, that's. Yeah. Uh, what about them doing like lip syncing friends or whatever? Yeah, let them live. Who cares? <laughs> it's just like you know, if they're if they're hoping to get uh, clients out of it, I don't. Which I don't think they are. It's more yeah, if you're doing it on your personal account, that's one. Yeah, story, right? okay. like I do a lot of dumb shit too. But um, if it was a professional account, no way. Like uh, I wanna, ha I wanna have an air of respectability or con I wanna, I wanna have some confidence. I wanna give my clients some confidence that I'm not a joke. <laughs> you know and how's that going for you no no you want to you want to present yourself you want to present yourself as competent that's that's the key thing it's when you lose that yeah that's when you've lost your customer client patient whatever you want to call it but but it really yeah. depends on the profession man yeah. yeah yeah for sure like i've seen some pretty cool lawyer uh instagram accounts where it's like oh, yeah, the crack cocaine lawyer or uh, i don't know the cocaine lawyer you see these guys where they're just talking about all the money that they like how much like they'll show like all the evidence that was against their client and like got him off you see I mean, a but lot that's, of, but, like pi but, i mean but that's typically they're advertising to their potential clientele right or i, I mean, got my client like a two million dollar dollar settlement off their slip and fall or some shit like that yeah, like, yeah that's that's, that's, that's their marketing that's a little yeah, different yeah their market's different right you know so yeah, let them live. Fair enough. All right, talking about letting people live. Uh, is this the conservative party not letting Brown live? <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> uh, no, okay, so just to add some story in backwater. Backwater? What? Backwater. Add, add, some, add some backstory and color to what we're talking about. Patrick Brown was removed as a candidate from the Conservative Party of Canada leadership race the past Sunday. There was uh, a secret meeting that was held unbeknownst to Patrick Brown and his campaign that this meeting was happening. They found out about it through the media uh, that he was a meeting was had. He was removed and subsequently there is no appeal process. It wasn't a unanimous decision and they aren't releasing all the details of what happened. Uh, and this was Sunday. Come Wednesday we find out that uh, Miss Debbie Walker, Debbie Walters, whatever her name was, man, I'm drawing a blank there a little bit. She came out and said, hey, I'm the one who provided the Conservative Party uh, the information that, and the text messages that Patrick Brown's corrupt. I worked on his campaign. Here's messages of him saying, hey, you can get paid by a private corporation and then have them let you volunteer and work on my campaign. Uh, and she's like, that's shady as hell. Here's the text messages. Get him out of here. Uh, yeah, and the Conservative Party are just like, yeah, peace. We don't really have an appeal process. Patrick Brown said, yo, we're going to fight this. We're going to try to appeal this. Hired Mary Heenan, one of the top litigators and a really popular lawyer. I don't know if she's a really good lawyer, but a really popular high-profile lawyer to... Scary. To, it's scary. Yeah, to take on his case. I, I, I would be scared. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I mean, my view... Firstly, it's about look for the Conservative Party, you know? I mean, you you have this, you want to take this motion. Surely you could have called him and say, look, here's what's on the table. It's probably better you bow out. 
and uh, swing your support wherever, whichever way you want to go and save us the embarrassment and your embarrassment and we can continue to push forward to the election. But just a, um, maybe he wasn't in tune with or maybe he didn't want that. But I mean, from the what was the party thinking? Forget if it was right or wrong, but to, you know, cloak and dagger it. Um, it's throwing everything into chaos, right? Just, I don't know. It just, it's not a good look for the party, which is very strange. That's, that, that's Patrick Brown doing something shady. I mean, all politicians, you know, be yeah. surprised, you know, you know, but uh, the way they handled it, it, that's my surprise is the, the handling of this uh, precarious situation, if you will. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's conservatives being conservatives, right? They'll find a way to shoot themselves <laughs> in the foot as they're winning. Um, so, I mean, I don't think Patrick Brown was winning. Maybe no. he had a chance. But, um, you, you know, you, you nailed it. The way the conservative party, the leadership, or the, or the head of the party fucking mishandled this and bungled this is yeah. so bad. Um, they've made the, basically made a mockery of themselves. They now have basically a two-horse race, but it really is, you know, PP in the clear lead now, and it's his race to lose. Um, you know, one might even say that this worked out in, in Patrick's um, favor only to save him the embarrassment of losing to PP badly. Now he has this to blame. Yeah. Um, but... But you know, it, it's fucking, it's fucking crazy that this has happened. It's, and it's, to Patrick of all people, who, <laughs> who's getting hammered at city council? Like, well, city council didn't this just happen to him a little a few years ago with uh, the, the <laughs> Douglas? Yes, yes. And when he lost the leadership there, yeah. man. I mean, maybe he should just keep about, a little profile. Talk about battle scars and and talking about some wars. But yeah, the lawyer he he hired was the uh, defense attorney for. Uh, Gian Gomoshi, I believe. Yeah, Gomeshi. Uh, Gomeshi. Uh, but uh, I'm sure she's very intelligent, but she looks like a uh, a, a villain at a Harry Potter. She looks like one of the. She's just a scary looking lady, and it's like that supply teacher walks in and everybody's like, "Oh shit!" You know, this lady's gonna yell at. She looks. She looks mean, right? So I'm like, man, he he, he got a good lawyer. <laughs> so who I would pick? So, uh, but. It, are they going to really be able to do anything? I mean, what's your opinion on that, Ranjit? Is there anything there that they can really go after the party, considering it is such a private process? And I guess there's no. I mean, he he could make the argument that you know he wasn't given due process. Um, From the Law and Order Party. Yeah, <laughs> but look, it's a private organization. If private fought, organization. If yeah. they didn't follow their own bylaws, then that's a whole other separate issue. But yeah, you know, he, he could make that argument. He should have been given due process that he's owed it. It's a big position Can he that sue? he's going for. Is there precedence Maybe. for him to actually make some money out of this? Because he will. He did last time. Took this, was C is CBC? This CTV. CT he sued well, one CTV. of the... Uh, yeah, 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 CTV. Right. That, was, that was different. That was different. That was different. Mm. That was, that's actual... There's... You know, this is different. Um, I don't know if you can claim damages from suing, from uh, like suing a political party or an organization for kicking you out of their election. But, sh but surely, her as a as a prominent lawyer or at least a famous one now wouldn't take it on if there wasn't any. Well, sometimes uh, you just hire a famous lawyer just to show that you mean business and ah, the see, optics yeah. of it, because yeah. that's the point that you've driven across. Like yeah. your case in point, you saw him retain. Her, yeah. Uh, what was her name again? Marie Hinnan. Hinnan, yeah. And yeah. um, you instantly think that he means business, and he's getting yeah. a top rate lawyer. He probably just could have just paid her to say I'm retaining you and not actually do anything. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Scare tactic. Exactly. Hmm. I have two thoughts on this. One is this just chickens coming to roost for Patrick Brown because when he was a leader, and he was like the guy. There were a lot of people mad at him for fixing elections and fixing campaigns against him. One of the most prominent ones was uh, Vikram Singh out of Hamilton, where he said, you know, Brown didn't like the fact that he was winning that election and he rigged the vote against him. Uh, and I think they later settled all their differences aside. But it's one of those he was using his power to make the to decide which way the party went. 
Uh, and now is the party kind of repaying the favor towards Patrick saying, hey, we realize you might have a lot of votes, but uh, we got you. You know, so is it just chickens come to roost? So that's one set of thoughts there. The other is deja vu. This guy was on top as premier of Ontario. Yeah. This random CTV thing just hits on a Sunday night. And all of a sudden, they, the party holds a phone call without him on the line. Decide we're going to vote you out. Vote him out. Finally get him on the call. He doesn't say he's on the call. Here's everyone talking shit about him before he's like, uh, buddies, I'm here. And then they're like, uh, who, what? No, nah, we didn't mean it like that. But yeah, anyways, buddy, you're out. Peace. Is it just like, at what point is it just bad luck? And at what point is it, holy smokes, how many enemies does this guy have? I mean, regardless, there's, I still think it falls in the, what the hell's the party thinking? And if that's the way they're going to do business, I mean, I, I someone dropped the ball. It doesn't matter, you know, if he's right or even if he, let's say he is, let's say it was a conspiracy to get him out. Um, surely they could have handled it better. That's, that's, that's all I see. I don't see anything else, man. I'm, I'm, for me, I'm like, I don't even care what he did or what he doesn't do. I mean, politics is, I think we can all agree, uh, pretty dirty anyways. It's been corrupt forever, uh, especially in the um, early stages, not in the actual election, but in these uh, private party I guess elections where you're you're nominating nominees and that's all a a gray area, if you will, uh, has always been. But uh, for the party to do this so publicly, uh, yeah, man, uh, what were they thinking? That's <laughs> I, I, I I I'm I'm flabbergasted at the fact that it. Oh yeah, you're out, and he's like, oh. well, I wasn't told. And well, all roads do lead to Patrick Brown likely suing, like. They do it this way, he's suing, or he's making big fuss, kicking and screaming on the way out. They give him a sit down, say, look, you can either throw your support behind Patty or, you know, Sheree or yeah. whoever you want. Yeah. Um, and he does. That's the only way out. And he exactly. says, you know, I'm bowing out. I'm going to support my buddy. Um, or he's told, look, you know, we got you dead to rights. Resign. And he's like, F that, you know. I'm going to make sure that nobody wins and I'm going to take you all to court. And which he's, which he's, he, which he he, which he's, he's doing that now anyways. Yeah. You know, but if you told him, Hey man, this is going to save you the embarrassment. Uh, we yeah. do have this and we are going to proceed with this and it could potentially ruin your future political career. Um, we're giving you an out, not only to save your face, but to save our, the face of the party. Here's the solution. But it seems like it's all a shit show and it's a circus and, yeah. Yeah, add shit to the fire, I guess, because it is a shit show. Yeah, man. Did you guys yeah, see the show. fact that when they started investigating who the whistleblower is, this Debbie chick, uh, she had like she's a conservative grandma, and then they she hadn't scrubbed her socials before going public that she's the whistleblower, and people are coming across her tweets and Facebook messages where she's like pro Pierre, uh, talking about which candidates she doesn't like and how to get rid of them and how she's gonna. She basically comes across as a I gun thought. for hire for the party, and that. You know, let me know what you oh who you guys God. want out. I'll do it. And they found these social media posts that she posted publicly. The media picked up on this. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> at what point is that just <laughs> holy smokes? You guys have this smoking gun of a witness who also ends up being someone who's openly tweeted and posted about wanting to be wanting to yep. remove candidates on your behalf. They have a witness with no credibility. Right, mm. who's completely shot her credibility? I'm, I'm wondering what PP's old view of oh. this is, or if he has a hand in it. It'd be interesting, right? <laughs> he has an it's, active hand in this. It's a weird world we live in, man. But it, I've said this when the uh, leadership race got announced that conservative leadership races are one of the most fun things and greatest spectacles on earth because they literally eat each other alive, and then at the end of the day, they hug it out and say, "Well, at least you're not liberal." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, conservative. Um, so uh, how when's the election? Two years? Yeah, it's still two years from now. So they got time to really dig their grave. They've thanks only... for the contact. <laughs> thanks for the contact, guys. <laughs> oh man. Alright, finally in closing. I don't know if you guys saw this video. Alberta Stampede, the Stampede start Calgary Stampede's going on. I don't know if this is the first time ever, but we have now a sick float. 
which is sings on horses uh participating in the parade have you guys seen this thing I saw a little bit on Twitter. I saw the uh, there's a procession, right? There was there's people on horses, and then you had some float in the middle. I didn't know what it represented. I think it was it the Barsab it was trying to represent. I, I I couldn't tell from the video. I didn't see the the Barsab one, but I I saw the things on the horses coming in. Yeah, Uh, they had no. There was there there was an actual float, and they got float okay. of the year. I think didn't they? Yeah, or they got float, float of the of year. The, yeah, the float yeah, of the stampede or whatever. stamping sorry and then i think there was dancers behind them um cool yeah i mean doesn't i mean cool i don't i mean the, what, yellowstone, what the yellowstone vibe was pretty cool seeing like a bunch of things on horses leading in it's kind of cool i mean actually. that is stampede right so i know but of... i was you know was, i like I'm the fact that we're now part okay. of it i'm kind of down that we're part of it we, we have like this it, yeah. well we have this rich uh i don't know what what equestrian culture within our comb uh, riding culture because we're not really jumping over little fences no, and but it, equestrian is referring to horses like a horse culture is equestrian culture right um uh and i've seen these things there's from edmonton i believe i don't know if you saw the video of them they were like taking their horses around and these guys own their horses i believe and they ride them regularly and then they did a clip of them riding it through a a and w grabbing a veggie burger Mm. hilarious uh, no i didn't see that oh yeah so yeah these guys are pretty badass too i'll send you some of their clips but i'm i feel like you guys, this generation you guys don't have is a... really bringing along back or bringing those riding traditions back to kind of the youth like it's something that's a little bit more feasible or attainable for people these days what to ride a horse no to own horses to bring back our riding culture to Learn I don't properly. think it's feasible. I, I do not think it's feasible to own a horse. Who's owning no. horses? Unless well, you like, in, have Edmonton, ten million dollars and you invest them. To yeah, it's just, them for the you know, I'm a stable stables and upkeep yeah. cost, bro. Yeah. Have you no, not I'm, watched Yellowstone? <laughs> I'm saying now that there are more people. No, they, they can previously. rent. You can rent a horse. That's probably more feasible than it was before. But to buy and and have stables and I don't, don't think it's as common as. I think you it's more. Think it I think I don't think it's common, but I think there is things coming in and doing it now that weren't doing it prior, and I think it's a trend that we'll see to rise both in Ontario unless, and unless you have Ontario. a farm, unless you have your own farm that you live on, um, where you can take care of your horse yourself. I don't think it's feasible to buy like a hundred, two hundred k animal and pay you know what. five grand six grand a month in months upkeep his, yeah yeah exactly like stable fees and shit like that how much are you making shinda you think that's feasible um, so when i say feasible i say it's something that we're seeing come back now we're seeing this i, th I think i think owning horses and i think you're talking about the act i think you're talking about the act of riding a horse riding a horse but these guys are owning the horses that they're riding they're Possibly. You know, I mean, fine. Uh, I, I mean, and I think, sure. I don't think that was a thing that was everyone, anyone, I, like growing up, I didn't know anyone who had a farm who had horses and was riding and keeping like, as if it was India where they had horses. Seeing that happen now here, I'm thinking, wow, you know, these guys are actually open to bringing those traditions here and bringing that back and making that a bit more normative. And even if it is just, you know, six guys so far, that's six more than I remember growing up with. No, no. I mean, fair enough. Look, if you can afford it, sure. I just, it's just, I mean, feasible is a, I think that's the wrong term. All right. Hey, fair <laughs> enough. Maybe not feasible, but I'm starting to see this. Uh, yeah. To see the beginning of maybe a trend that hopefully. It would definitely going. be cool. It would definitely be cool, though. I agree. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. I want to see I, I need to share these clips with you. I'll show you the clips of these guys. And like, all right, these guys are pretty badass. And they own them, you know, for a bona fide fact that they are the owners of these horses. I mean, they're posting like millions of clips of them riding their horses all around. They have the have their horses named and. Oh wow! I'm, really? I'm assuming That's... that that means they own the horse. You know, I I have, I I didn't ask to see their papers. I haven't seen their documentation on the horse, right? But from yeah, what I'm enough. observing, it seems like these are their horses. Man, not I mean, them. look, if that if if that's the new wave, man, I wish someday I'm I'm there and I can buy one too. Put it that way. Yeah, I just 
I can't picture it right now, but man, I wish I get there. Well, like 60, 70 grand on a horse. Just trying to get the 400 horse in a Porsche, but yeah, I would have yeah. mind buying one horse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, I'll send you guys these clips. These guys are awesome. Uh, any closing thoughts, man? No. I feel oh, like what? we compressed a lot of random shit today. We should try to do this. And we didn't cover, like, actually, no, we hit all our normal talks. We mentioned people. Hey, man, I had my. I had my average of two glitches a podcast today, so that that occurred. Ranjit even had a glitch. Ranjit had a few too. This is yeah, man, we're 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 on a roll today. Actually, one you. was on purpose. My kid was freaking out. Wanted to see if that was being uh-huh. handled. <laughs> this guy just turns the podcast. Hey, yo, get kids crying. Kid, <laughs> I'm doing my podcast, mom, mom, mom. mom where's my Milo? <laughs> I'm recording a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we suck. But that, but, but, but we would say perote, right? That would be our equivalent in our in our thing. Mom, oh, yeah. bonded of the week. I'll let you guys nominate bonded of the week. We got. Hmm. I don't think um, we have a bonded this week. CPC party. Sure we talked about so yeah. many bonders, but just pick one. Uh, Real estate uncles making TikToks. Uh, no, R. Kelly. Give it to R. Kelly. Oh, Mr. I'm going to yeah, he's yeah, going to jail. He's a long time, buddy. Hold on, what did he get arrested for? Rape or it wasn't peeing on L- people. This was no. He's uh, there's a lot. minor. Oh, is there's it a, a lot. Rap sheet? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well then, it's you know special. when you, you 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 know when they got a Netflix documentary about the things you did. It's it's, it's a rap. Oh wow! <laughs> I haven't even watched this. I remember. Yeah, I remember there was this R. Kelly Netflix. I I started watching. Uh, I watched. Hold on. So I did watch Doctor Strange. I just don't care about the Marvel Universe right now. doesn't do anything for me. Um, started watching Finding Anna on Netflix. What? Okay. Kind of interesting. Uh, and so Bordy's going into the foreign film section now. No, Finding yeah. Anna, it's like it was trending on Netflix. My wife started watching it and I jumped in like mid-season. Like the last two or three episodes I watched. I'm like, oh, this show is interesting. Uh, fuck, what else did I watch this? Yeah, I think that's it. I also realized how shitty my attention span is. I just don't... I still want to watch The Boys. I need to go back and watch The Boys. Finished it. Great, great job. They've done a great job with that show. Shout out to Seth Rogen. Was Seth Rogen involved in it? What? He's, a, he's the executive producer. I had no idea Seth Rogen was a producer of The Boys. I just yep. learned that now, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty dope. Um, let's see. What else was I watching that was... Cool. I watched something that I thought was interesting, but I so interesting it does, holy smokes, I have no brain. This is amazing. <laughs> All right, Scarecrow. Uh anyway, so on that on that final on thought. I know, let's uh call it a night, boys. It's late. It is a late yeah. night. Have a great week, everybody. Be <laughs> have safe. a great week. We'll be back sometime next week. Hopefully. Peace. Possibly. Peace, peace, peace. Bye bye. <laughs>